Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode 135. Ghost Hunters edition. Or Ghost Facers, maybe. Ghost Facers. Technically, our name, Doorkeepers of the Duat, really already works for this. <laughs> I mean, this is true. It's kind of like Sudi's like a bouncer outside of a club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he does, did, did, did do bodyguarding, so, you know, that kind of fits. Except for in his case, everyone's allowed in. <laughs> Door He's a very inclusive catfolk, all right? He just wants everybody to have a good time. Uh, yeah, when last we had left our heroes, the doorkeepers of the Duat, deep inside of the sightless Sphinx. After having defeated some cultists, they made their way deeper into the complex, navigating their way past a number of Girtablilu and potentially more cultists as they made their way towards the front right paw of the massive Sphinx wherein they expected to find the leader of the scorpion centaur people, the Girtibalilu, a woman by the name of Rubila. Yeah, she's all about honor, but not in the way we understand honor, apparently. She's a Klingon. They're the Klingons of the desert, is it, what we're... It definitely yeah. came across very Klingon. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's less, you know, chivalric honor and more like... Mongolian you know, honor. Mongolian or yeah. Norse. It's like uh, Khal Drogo style. Yep. Like, where is my Jason Momoa gear to Lee Blue? He's probably one of the ones that's just around. Maybe he was in the bathhouse. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he and uh, uh, the other gear to Lee Blue are doing like pecs flexes at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so so now I'm just imagining an Arnold Schwarzenegger one and a Carl Weathers one, and they're just doing the, flexing. the, the air, air, uh, arm, the air wrestling match. Arm wrestling, yeah. which is not a thing you can do, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's just what I'm imagining. So, yes. So for all of your mental images, whenever they went into the bathhouse, it was Jason Momoa and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. But (laughs) as centaur people, which you could easily find Dwayne The Rock Johnson, centaur, uh, scorpion centaur person. Yeah, there you go. Oiling oiling one another up in the bathhouse. (laughs) Fair enough. You know, they're bros. (laughs) I just gave someone a, a fun mental image. You know somebody's the, already had that mental image because they're both I'm like sure. the the Hawaiian reps. Yeah. That's true. The heroes met with Rubila, discussed with her their desire to find the Forgotten Pharaoh and stop them. We have to get rid of the spirit that is like telling her to do good things. Because she is yeah. not she wants to sleep. She's tired of this interruption. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't care about this great evil thing, but she won't leave me alone. Yeah, it's basically like Navi just flying in there. It's like, hey, hey listen. Hey. Do the right thing. Hey. Uh, Look out. <laughs> so following your discussion with Rubila, you had agreed to find this spirit that you've seen a couple of times haunting this place thus far. And you guess put the spirit to rest or at the very least convince her to no longer pester. Yeah. I think our plan was to stop the great evil and do what it wants Rubila to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. You had also been informed of the, uh, the location of the Moftet as well as being informed that the Moftet had taken the The baby. baby. Yeah. They kidnapped the baby. baby. It's like, man, how bad of a cult are you that you get you get robbed like that? You guys obviously did not yep. have your defenses short. Okay, I mean, to be fair, that's a great sign for our being able to defeat them. <laughs> you yeah. had one job, and it was to protect this bee baby. Yeah, like, <laughs> you would think that would be priority. Unless yeah. there's a little part of me that's like, maybe bee baby like came out and like stung him or something, and thinking that the Moftet were going to help her, and maybe they are, but... Yeah. 
If bee baby stung them, bee baby dead. Oh Unless right, it's, it's not a wasp. wasp baby. It's, not, it's not wasp baby. Could have bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They still have mouths. Why? Why am I suddenly imagining the bee baby as played by the child from Mandalorian? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Weird. It's a little baby Yoda, bee baby, bee baby Yoda. Gracious. And then we also found out that the second in command of the cultists is the one squirreled away in that room by the hot spring, nattering to himself. So, yep, so we're gonna go see like yeah. what's up with that guy. There's, yeah, yeah, there's something weird with him. I, I do want to point out that Citra does not want to go deal with that yet because if he's the second in command, he is probably formidable, crazy or not. We should deal with him before we're completely out of stuff. Yep. Just dreading that. You understand that apparently he has been somehow twisted or corrupted. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe he talked to the uh, Glabrazoo and got a wish and the wish was all like <laughs> messed him up. Yeah, there's still Glabrazoo here somewhere. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> yeah. I bet that's what the Lest ghostie wants us to get rid of. we forget the real problem we have, which is that thing. I still have two questions about that Glabrazoo and we see them. It's true. I like that this whole place is a, you're not supposed to go inside and somehow we've got like three factions. <laughs> Everyone's on inside. <laughs> it's one of those things though. You say nobody's supposed to go inside and everybody's like, who's like the least bit chaotic is like, nah, man, I'm going in there. <laughs> going in. You can't stop me. I'll point out that you know that the cultist is lawful because one of them was just monk punching you in the face a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, True. That's a real good point. But they also only believe in the laws of their forgotten pharaoh, so... Well, because they are planning a coup. You could make a legitimate legal claim that he has some sort of claim to the throne. He undead. There's no no qualifier in there that says, like, until death or something like that. He's not even a full person. Yeah, technically, (laughs) if 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 one of the previous pharaohs came back... He could take over and be like, yeah, no, I was Pharaoh first, so... If you got a good enough legal team. A little lawfully Labadar and figure that right out. So, I suppose as we begin, the party, uh, having been brought to Rubila, who's in this awesome, like, silver flame forge room here. Hmm. Yeah, she burned my hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Rude. Rough. The doors to the chamber open back up. And the uh, half dozen Girtablilu, pretending like they weren't listening at the door, let you out of the chamber and back through the hallway, escorting you to the exit from the uh, the front right paw here, back into the, you guess, the central portion of the uh, the sightless sphinx. All right, y'all, let's go deal with Mr. Whispers. All right. I don't see a reason really not to. He is the second in command. He's not going to be probably easy to put down. Well, why is he over here by himself? Well... The cultist rooms were just down the hall, so it's not like he's completely separate mm. from them. But you think he'd be closer to Hakatep? There is one thing, actually. He didn't come running at the sound of combat. He's the second of command. Why would he bother? In here, any sound of combat would be significant, right? Uh. Maybe he's a really deep sleeper. Well, we know he wasn't sleeping. Oh, that's right. Maybe he mutters in his sleep. <laughs> Theo's in the red room. But maybe Hakatep just got tired of hearing him mutter all the time and was like, no, I need some peace and quiet. I mean, we don't actually know where Hakatep is. That's true. Hmm. Well, let's investigate this and then we can go after this ghost. Sounds mm-hmm. like a plan. To help the ghost defeat the ancient evil. We're going to go see what the ghost wants. <laughs> How about that? Mostly that seems that. like a compromise. <laughs> all right. I guess we move back down the hallway and back over to. Uh, Number two's room. <laughs> you all make your way back down the hallway, 
turn back uh, at this point, turning back towards your right, but making your way back down in the direction where you fought the cultists when you first came in and begin to approach the door that Citrad listened to earlier. So question, guys. We do have an undamaged mask. Does anybody have bluff? Uh, they'll never believe that this cat folk is one of them. <laughs> Narmer has a very high bluff. I don't think they're going to believe that. <laughs> They'll never believe that Narmer is one of them I either. I think that Narmer can pull it off. We wait, don't know wait, how crazy this wait. guy is. Mashika is really short. If you put a cloak over her, it'd be just be like, it kind of be like three halflings in a trench coat, except for it'd just be <laughs> one Narmer and, and one Mashika. But I could shit on top of her head and then I should, I should shit. <laughs> But I know it comes out wrong, but I could shit on top of her head and then my head would be sticking up and then I'd hold on to mask. I think it would work, gosh. Anyway, I have right. a four bluff. Shitra's <laughs> laughing at me. Distracted by the <laughs> head idea. Shitra's laughing at me. <laughs> she also laughs any time I say Shitra. Because <laughs> we're I've all noticed 12. this a little bit in the back. Um, <laughs> I mean, it could work. Really? You think that your head is usually floating two feet above where your neck is? A really long cloak. Not to mention that your uh, shoulders wouldn't really be the right length for the, you know, head. It's kind of dark in here. Also, he has a very distinctive speech pattern. That's <laughs> true. Can you imagine it muffled coming out of a mask? Hey, guys. I'm a cultist, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, tap. He's real cool. Anyway, why don't you point me to a second command? Not to Shashadin, Marie. Hey, just, just to talk. <laughs> I'm losing faith in your bluffing skills. Who has bluff that's not armor? I have no bluff. Zero I have off. a five, technically I, a seven with my <laughs> bonus right now. Masika has a seven. I have a four, yeah, we, so one of you we guys. We both have sevens. Probably most likely to be the human. Yeah, they've been... I think all human at this point. Well, she's going to be in a mask. With the mask on and with the hood up because they all wear their, like they, when you have seen the cultists, they've had no skin exposed. They uh, wear yeah. their masks, their hoods, their long robes. Although, do we have any of their robes? Because No, we don't have any of the robes. We only have the mask. Well, there were, I didn't list it, but there were extra changes of clothes and everything else in the other room. Oh, so okay. Just, so we oh. could go, we could go grab a robe and dress Masika up for shenanigans. It's either Masika or me because we both have a set. What are we doing? I mean, what what are we trying to bluff? The I was trying to see if we could get information out of him first. Then we kill him. Yeah, but what are we going to ask that's not going to be immediately suspicious? As I don't know. It was just an idea. <laughs> if it's not a good idea, we don't have to use it. I'm just, I was just throwing an idea out there of how we could. I kind of want to see how it plays out, just because. I it's do too, because I'm curious. You walk I in, just, you get eaten by a bear. What? I don't know. <laughs> I I just don't have any questions that I can think of that wouldn't be like something all the cultists here should already know. We send in Citra. Citra will figure it out. Oh, God. Put it all on rage. Mm-hmm. I can improv, but I don't know how well I can improv. Ask him if he knows what the latest is with the Moftet. Or I could go in there to ask him if he's heard any uh, commotion in the hallways. Oh, okay, yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. Just we see what he says. Intruder, maybe. Just to get him talking. Okay. All right. So Citra's going to dress up in a cult mask and a robe. I'm going to hide. <laughs> And she's going to knock on the door. Everyone hide. Y'all should hide, hide behind you the mean door. be around the corner? We, we stack yeah, right up, yeah. yeah. We stack up at the door so that Everyone we can flat. run in if things go sideways. <laughs> flat against the wall. 
Do bear in mind that for every 10 feet that you are further away from the door, that's going to be a minus one penalty to their perception rolls to notice you. So if you're not very stealthy, you might want to be a good distance off. I've got a plus 11, so I think I'm all right. I don't want to be too far or else I'll not notice that something bad has happened. I mean, you might notice as soon as I go running in there. Okay, I hide over here. So you hide back down in the hallway that you came from, the uh, front right paw yeah. of the Sphinx. I like essentially am like, do, 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 all the way back the direction we just came from. <laughs> okay. Masika, are you hiding just around the corner? Yeah. Like just outside, or just beyond the door? Yeah. I gotta be close in case something really bad happens and I have to breath of life her. Okay. Mm. In case I get mauled by a bear. <laughs> yeah. Exit. Pursued by a bear. I suppose you guys have this conversation just kind of around the corner. Citra throws on uh, this thick robe, pulls the hood down, takes the mask, dons it. Kind of cool, uncomfortable a little bit against your face. You're not entirely positive. Having lost a little bit of peripheral vision wearing this thing, you're not entirely positive how well they actually fight in these. Although, to be fair, you guys were bludgeoned pretty well by them recently, so maybe decently. It's all a matter of sure practice. trained, yeah. Are you wearing your kukris outside of the robe, or are you wearing them under the robe? Yeah, one's in my glove. Uh, but do they have, like, slits in the robes to be able to reach in and grab them? No, not really. I'm going to make a slit in the robe um, and then keep them underneath. Okay. Well, one in the glove and then one underneath. Don the mask. You make your way down the hallway. Masika and... Sudi trawling along with you. I don't think I should use my Wayfinder. I think I should borrow Sudi's torch. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. So I'll pass yeah. over the pass over the ever-burning torch. Don't ask why you have an ever-burning torch, but you know. I'm yeah. going to assume that you turn off the uh, the light spell on Sudi so that he's not immediately noticeable. Sounds good. So this is going to be interesting. Oh, God. Citra, you make your way forward. Stop in front of the door. Knock politely. There's a long moment passes. The door slides open as two cultists stand on the other side of it. Both of them are tensed as they stand there, as if anticipating an immediate fight. Great. Look you over. Go ahead and roll me a disguise check. Oh, it's disguise. Give a disguise plus check. Oops. To have be looking like a cultist. Give yourself a plus five bonus for actually having their mask and clothing. <laughs> okay. This will be interesting. Okay, okay. Um, I rolled a 16 plus 8 because of the Senate box and my charisma bonus, so 24. The two cultists look you over. The first one relaxes a bit and climbs his head. Yes, brother. Brother. Are there uh -oh. not women? Have they all been men? Have they no. all been men? You don't think so, but it is somewhat of an amorphous thing. robe. Oh, okay. <laughs> What did he say exactly? Sorry. Just, yes, brother. <laughs> just, just what's up? What do you mean? Yeah, why did <laughs> you knock on the door? Okay. Uh, Citra inclines her head. Uh, I'm making rounds throughout oh. the... Oh, sorry. It's hard to tell with the robes. It's... It's... Honest <laughs> mistake. Yes, sister. Uh, we've been uh, hearing reports of commotion in the hallways, but despite our rounds, we haven't actually seen anything. Have either of you heard anything, or has anything tried to come in? We heard a conflict earlier. The second one looks out the hall, down past you. Sudi and Masika pressed up against the wall next to you. Go ahead and have Sudi and Masika, and even Hollis, make Whee! me a stealth check. Cool. Instead of doing the penalty, uh, just have Hollis add five to her stealth roll, because she's 50 feet cool. away. 
Hollis gets a 25, because I rolled a 17. <laughs> nice. I uh, roll an 18 for a 29. Uh, Masika rolls a 15, which gets her a 23. Such a U probably tense up a bit as the cultist leans a little bit forward to look past and over your shoulder down the hallway that the fight that you had with the cultists occurred. Sudi, less than 18 inches away, just pressed <laughs> flat up against the wall there. I am the knight. Under yeah. the mask, One hand. a bead of sweat just <laughs> <trickling down laughs> his face. Yep. Sudi, with one hand clenched into the fist, the other holding his tail, which he has no other control over to make sure it doesn't smack against the wall or anything. It's true. Masika sitting there, tense, her barbels on end. <laughs> Narmer crouched like a waiting, hunting panther. Or so he believes. <laughs> down the, far down the hallway, I'm sure Citra gets a little bit nervous as she can just kind of hear Hollis shuffle just a little bit. She kind of leans over and tilts up her cowboy hat to look down the hallway <laughs> just to make sure she sees what's going on. Yes, we heard noise of a conflict. Come in. There may be others in the halls. We believe that the doorkeepers have arrived. Know us. <laughs> hey, to be fair, she can get a great sneak attack off on one of them. By herself in a closed room. Yeah. Oh, no. Are they going to close the door? Because that's Of course they're going to close the door. Are you following them in, Citra? I guess. This is so scary. You step into the room and they <gasps> slide the door shut behind you. <laughs> I'm scared. Masika's going to stealth up and listen at the door. Uh, yeah, similarly. <laughs> going to be listening at that door in case what in the is going on. Hollis also wants to be with her friends. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so scared. It's maybe one of the stupidest things we've ever done. Citra, you were brought into a room. There's like 10 of them in there. The chamber itself is maybe 40 feet across, 50 feet in overall length. A wide arch off towards your right-hand side leads into another chamber that you can just see as you step into the room. White and green flagstones cover the floor of this opulent chamber with an interlocking pattern. Tiles of semi-precious stone decorate the wall across from where you've entered in an elaborate mosaic, depicting a ferocious lion devouring a multi-headed serpent. A fine linen curtain curves around the far corner of the room. The form of a large bed shows through the delicate fabric. On either side of a curtained archway off towards your right, thin curtain, green flames burn atop white stone pillars that reach almost to the ceiling and provide a fair amount of light in this room. Uh, go ahead and have Citra make me a perception roll. Of course, I'd never roll a perception roll when I need to. I rolled a six for a 23. A 23. Citra, you glance about the room. You only see the two guards here, but you hear someone muttering from beyond the curtain off towards your right. What do you think we can expect from these doorkeepers? Well, I'm not entirely positive. We heard their fight, both the one in the hallway and when they first entered. It seems that they have some sort of arrangement or agreement with the Girtiblilu. Uh-oh. What? Those traitors. Mm, they're unaware of the vents between the chambers where we can hear into the other rooms. We'd heard all of it. 
Interesting. Our god king has been alerted. We are waiting for Rathos. I understand he's using the scrying pool to follow their movements. (laughs) That name's not familiar. Um, uh uh-oh. But uh, so far, everything in here has been fine? Thus far. Do you have- The two glance between one another. You can make a sense motive if you wish. I would like to. That's a better roll. That's an 18. 18 plus 15 is a number. 33? The two glance between one another, and you can tell that there's something that's... There's some sort of exchange between them. Both of them glance sideways towards the curtain. The one on your left looks over towards the one on your right, nods slightly. The one on your right glances back towards you. We... We don't know what Rathos knows, but perhaps you could speak to him and he could give you an update. <laughs> you can tell that they are terrified of the idea of going beyond that curtain. I, I probably need to meet back up with the rest of my patrol. We caught sight of the blue lady again. Go ahead and make me a bluff check. I mean, it's not a lie. We did catch sight of her. That is true. Control <laughs> with the doorkeepers. This is so tense, y'all. Okay. It's a believable it. lie. It, it is a believable lie. On us. Why hasn't he come out and been like, "Yo, dorks"? We haven't made any perceptions or anything. <laughs> Who knows? That's a that's an interesting okay. question. Uh, he can't scry on me. He can't scry on Sudi. Hollis has seen <laughs> invisibility activated. Uh-huh. None of you have had to make any saves. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, my scrying best. on us. <laughs> but I got a 14 <laughs> plus 5 gives me a 19 plus my Senate board, 21. Blackjack. Blackjack. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> One of them nods. The other narrows his eyes towards you. Did you not come from upstairs? Totally. <laughs> Uh-oh. To be totally honest, I'm just terrified. I've heard so many stories of what's going on behind the curtain that I really just don't want to go back there. That was good. <laughs> that was fast thinking. Unfortunately, I rolled another 14, so that's another oh. 21. Uh. Citra's about to just open the door and walk the F out. <laughs> And run right into Sudi and Masika, who are at the door listening. Because literally my assumption is eventually we're going to be kicking in these doors and punching these guys out. Like You open the door, the doorkeepers, I found them. Surprise. One of you was us all along. I mean, to be fair, every cultist that has uh, run into us has died. So <laughs> Maybe that would be a good idea because then she could be like, oh, no, the doorkeepers. Hi-ya. And then she could get a sneak attack on them because they think that she's their friend. Yes. Except I think one of them doesn't think that. <laughs> I think one of them totally suspects me. <laughs> one of them is going to die first. One of them thinks you're <laughs> sus. He's, he's going to space you. You are the imposter, <laughs> yes. The man watches you for a moment. We'll wait until Rathos has finished his divination. Go outside to the Bone Forest. Let our allies there know of the Girtiplilu's treachery. Very well. The Good other luck. one nods. We should have never trusted those monsters. Racist much? Citra turns, goes toward the door, and leaves it open for you guys to go in. (laughs) Okay, so how much of that did we hear? Yeah, did y'all hear any of that? Yeah. Go ahead and both of you roll me a perception roll. Okay. 
Hollis is keeping a lookout, I guess. This is a really bad sign that I'm rolling high on all of these. I roll a 15 for a 36. Oh yeah, Sudi heard everything. Masika rolls a three for a seven. She didn't hear anything. Sudi heard your butt clench when you got caught in that line. That's how good hearing I don't want to hear butt clenches. That sounds horrifying. Just say, oh, oh, that's a, I hear the tension in there. I can hear her sweating through the mask. <laughs> plink, plink. <laughs> Hold on a sec. I want to... Narmer. Narmer gets a 29. He heard all. <laughs> yep. There's a slow, like, tea kettle sound as he's resisting the urge to say anything. <laughs> so here's... Uh, go ahead and make a roll for Hollis also. Oh, okay. I know okay. her perception's real bad. I mean, it's better than it used to be, but, I mean, yeah. Uh, I roll a 9 for a 20. Go. Citra goes to the door, opens it, and then sighs. Uh, Sudi, do you do anything as you hear her approaching the door? Uh, yes, I'd like to shift everybody back oh, so that we can around the corner surprise and then like charge in. Okay, Hollis moves back. So Citra, you reach the door. Alright, well, to the bone forest. <laughs> and she opens the door for all of you under her breath. <laughs> I am opening the door so that they can rush in and I am reaching into my cloak with my back turned to them to get my kukri. <laughs> nice! Also, you could be like, shna. All right, yes, because so we're going ju- to jump them. They know too much. Here's how I'm going to run this, is you're opening the door, pausing, and pulling your weapon as your surprise attack action. Okay. And Sudi will get to act in the surprise attack round because he heard everything that was going on as anticipation, whereas Masika and Hollis are just going, it's like, why are you shoving us down the hallway? And then the door opens. <laughs> it's like, oh, crap. <laughs> so, surprise. Nice. Let me go ahead and open this here. Yeah, boy. And uh, let's go ahead and get initiative from the party. Wild. Sweet. That actually went way better than I thought it would. Hey, we know that they know, which means Hakatep knows that, and we need to be like, you're to leave Lou. You gotta, y'all gotta get. Yeah, they I was gonna say, now we... we know that they know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's definitely one of those we gotta know. come back and be like, by the way, y'all should peace out of here. <laughs> yeah, they know all about your uh, quote unquote inevitable betrayal. Let's uh, let's make a different deal, and this deal is that you guys gotta get. I mean, we'll deal with the ghost, but it's a non-issue at this point. Also, don't go to the bone forest, whatever that is. Uh, that's the that's those trees that are like, or it looks like trees, but they're like made of bone or whatever. Remember, they said outside of the out of the Sphinx. Oh, yeah. in the shadow. Yeah, or not, not in the shadow on the opposite side, side. The opposite side of the shadow. Okay, so the nice tents. Yes. Yes. We should kill these guys, and then I'm glad we came here because otherwise they might have done some nefarious stuff. Well, more nefarious stuff. <laughs> like Rubila, I like your whole situation here, but y'all gotta go. Yeah, we'll find out if there's like 50 of them coming after us in a second. Mm-hmm. All right, so Citra didn't too bad. Didn't do too bad with her first, uh, you know, subterfuge. That was surprisingly good. I thought you were gonna get caught and have to stab them immediately. <laughs> so did I. All right. Cue up a little combat music. Sirenscape. Infiltrate a cult. <laughs> to bring it down. Yeah, at some point, like right before death, she's going to whip off the mask and be like, Waha, I am one of the doorkeepers. I think they're going to know. Surprise. In like <laughs> 0.5 seconds, they're going to know. Yeah, they're going to know as soon as you stab them. I know. <laughs> All right. Or Hollis. I can just keep pretending to be a cultist and just be like, I have joined the Gertoli Blue. Hollis Starkweather. <laughs> uh, I roll an 11 for an 18. Sudikatar. 
I roll a 14 for a 17. Masika of the Beckon. Uh, 8 for an 11. Citra Nahamra. Citra always sucks at initiative. Granted, her back is to everything. She rolled a 4 for a 10. I'm actually going to need Citra to roll off. <laughs> Good. Oh, my. Right. Rolled a 10 for a 16. Surprise attack round. Sudi Kantar. All right. Sudi's going to get in that room. So uh, I move myself through the doorway. Surprise. And uh, to the closest bo- to the closest man. All right. So Sudi goes darting into the room, charging up towards the cultists, who do, in fact, seem to be caught off guard. Actually, hey. no. I'm gonna go towards the one that's closest to the. What is this? The two. Archway? There's the two lights, and then there's like the. There's another room that it opens into. I'm gonna the go archway, closest to that. Yeah. yeah. To close down because that way I can hopefully block them from making a run for it. Yeah. I was hoping to ask if there were more guards in the room, but I thought that would be way too sus. <laughs> no, that would be super. <laughs> sus. Is everybody in here? Can we number off? Yeah. <laughs> is everybody? We're trying to see how many people have died so far. How many people? <laughs> how many of us were there here? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I'm just, I, I'm planning a, a birthday Brunch. party and I need to know how many pieces of cake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Carl in the, in, in, in HR, it's his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and Emotep in accounting. Uh, <laughs> so Sudi goes rushing in, charging the closest of the cultists, Citra Nahamra. I thought she can, used her surprise attack already. Technically, your initiative actually went before her, so she opened her, started reaching for the dagger, and then Sudi just bolted past you into the room. Sweet. Wait, so it's... I'm free! My turn, and they still haven't gone? Yeah, it's surprise attack. You pull your knife. That's what you do. Technically, Sudi rolled so high that Sudi actually triggered the surprise attack. Oh, okay. We were so in sync in that moment. So you have not pulled your knife yet. Although you could, of course, just snap your finger and summon your other weapon. Yeah. Stab, stab. Stab, stab. I was going to say, I s- snap my finger, summon my weapon, and charge the guy and so I can attack. Yeah, there's nothing stopping you from doing nice. that. Nice. Yeah, that's what Very I'm going to nice. do, because then I get my sneak attack. <laughs> yes, charge that man. Okay. I rolled a 14, which gives me a 30. A 30 will hit your flat-footed target. I hate to say this, but the doorkeepers are already here. Nah. <laughs> nice. As, as Sudi comes bolting in, I mean, the doorkeepers are already here, and you grab your blade like you're going to swing at him and just swing at this guy instead. Well, she opens the door and be like, oh, look what I found. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, nice. I quit. Stab. Nice. Quit. Uh. <laughs> okay. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> All right, that is uh, 31 points of regular and four points of electricity. All right. A telling hit as you bury your blade into this man. A jolt of electricity streams through him, and he lets out a scream through the mask. Why? I was being so polite. Y'all have murdered a lot of people, you know. (laughs) Bet you're wishing you didn't have that blow-up tattoo. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Should have put that somewhere more accessible than on your sternum. No, you can just check for the tattoo. Although Citra's also an artist. I'm sure she could draw the tattoo. Yeah, true. Totally. I would like to... I'm going to lower his attack, because I don't know what these guys are. So minus two against everyone else, minus six against me. Okay. That brings us to round one of combat. Turns out they were surprised. Nah. Hollis Starkweather. Uh, Hollis is going to move to the door. Oh. <laughs> Cultists? Jessica seems surprised. Uh, I guess I'll move to the door and step inside, and then I'll magic missile the one that Citra hit, because that feels right. Cool. (laughs) 
Okay. Seventeen points of damage. Very well. A set of five magic missiles shrieks forward, slicing into pew, the pew, one pew, closest pew. to you. Finger guns. I imagine that that's what Hollis does too. Is the pew 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 finger she guns? She says pew 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 too. She says pew 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 too. Yeah. It's the end of your incantation. Pew 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 pew. Yes, the words that I use are very fun. <laughs> From Hollis, we go to Sudi Kantar. Okie dokie. So let me hit this guy here and see if I can stun him who I'm facing off against, which is not the one that Citra hit. And see if I can stun him. So I will do a stunning fist flurry of blows. Duh. Okay. 19 on the die for a 34. Mm, nice. 34 will strike your target. For 12 points of damage, I'm going to need him to make me a fortitude save. Yeah, they're decent at these, let's say. Monk. Uh, it's a little middling. Uh, 21. Oh, on the nose. Ah. Dang it. All right, well, I'll go ahead and hit him some more. All right. Uh, that's only a 5 for a 20, but he is flat-footed, so maybe. A 20 will strike your flat-footed target. Spiff. Oh, yes, that's 14 points of damage. Nice. Another vicious hit. Soloflex Perfect instant. 20. Nose groin. Perfect 20 will hit. Threat mm-hmm. roll to confirm. Wow, okay. Uh, apparently this is my round. Uh, that's an 18 for a 28 to confirm. 28 will confirm your critical hit as you Boom. step back, leap into the air, do a roundhouse kick straight to the side of this man's head. That is 17 points of damage. Crushing hit. His mask rings like a bell as your foot impacts. Yeah, I'm out. That's it. <laughs> Yep. You drop back down to the ground, crouching, ready to continue the fight. Bring us to these two disciples who slide their feet back, crouch into their combat pose. Dang, monks. So the first one slides to the side. The one just struck by Sudi slides to the side past him, planting himself to one side, spins and kicks out. He'll flurry of blows. Okay. Natural one. I mean, uh, you did catch him off guard. So. That's true. Uh, he follows that up with a 30, though. Oh. Uh, 30 will hit me. Very well. He was, he was still a little s- smarting from that kick to the head. Still manages to deliver a punch to Sudi's side, right in his floating rib for nine points of damage. Okay. Then rears back for another punch. 13 won't hit. Nope. Follows that up with a 26. No. The other cultist slides over into the flank against Sudi. To make it easier for Citra to kill him. <laughs> he will he kick once out at Citra with a stunning kick. Oh, that, that could be problematic. Uh, this is all over the place, so... All right, so that's then minus six. Minus six. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, that's still a 26. That does not hit. <laughs> all right. Nice. He then attacks Sudi. Uh, it's a 33. That'll hit. Punching Sudi for seven points of damage. Okay. Follows that up with an 11. Sorry, that's a 13. No. Uh, Follows that up with a 27. No. All right. So for them, bringing us to Masika of the Beckon. Hey, Masika hasn't been able to see any of this because she's out in the hallway. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you should uh, come on over. Can I tell which one of them is more hurt than the other? No. In essence, because they're, they're within masks. about... Well, they're also within about 10 hit points of each other. So, mm. between Sudi's multiple hits and Citra's one sneak attack, they're both pretty injured. All right, so the one to the right of Sudi, I'm going to cast Hold Person. Oh, nice. Okay. So we'll save. 
It's only a DC 19. They're, they, it, I mean, it's a Hail Mary, but it's better than nothing right now. Yeah, he gets a 25. Oh, yeah. Eh. Again, monks, I think, goodwill. So, actually, no, not goodwill. This is traditional monk, unlike oh, the goodwill, Unchained yeah. monk where they got goodwill saves. Yeah. They lost that when they became Unchained. Yep. Uh, I believe that was Masika's action, though. Yep. From there, the babbling stops. Stops. Yep. <laughs> you hear this grating sound, oh, like boy. rock dragging on rock before this smashing sound that sounds like the only thing you could equate it to is it sounds like a it sounds like a sledgehammer being slammed onto stone. Cool. This is followed by this deep intake of breath and this agonizing well of pain, rage and despair, okay. which echoes from the archway off towards your side. And I will need a will save from the party. This is a mind affecting fear effect. OK. Okay, okay. I rolled a 15 for a 24. I roll a 19 for a 34. Uh, Masika also rolls a 19, uh, which also, which gets her a 35. All right, Citra rolled a 12, which gives me a 22, because I have a plus two with the Senate board. Okay. Oh, I forgot about that. Mine's too higher, but it doesn't really matter because I rolled really high. Shush you. <laughs> Stop trying to steal my thunder. And both the cultists also roll. One of them gets a 29, the other one gets a 26. Yeah, it sounds freaky. And again, it somehow sounds terrifying and almost pitiable at the same time. Weird. You're gonna try to make us feel bad for this rock monster this guy's probably turned into? Mm, who knows? From there, we go to Citra Nahamra. Citra is going to move into the flank with Sudi against this one cultist that she just wailed on the last time. Mm. Make him and dead. Then she shall... You know what? I'm good at two weapons. Oh, wait, I don't have my other weapon out. I only <laughs> pulled the one. <laughs> Whatever, I'll just move and do my normal two attacks. I move into the flank. So I rolled a 13, which gives me a 31. 31? Correct. Will strike your flanked target as you slide around to the side of him and then slice your blade to the side. Look at all them fours. All right, that is 32 points of regular, one point of electricity. Very well. Is he still standing? He is still standing as you drive your blade into his back and side. All right. He lets out another scream as electricity courses through him again. Okay. I rolled a 15 on that one, which gives me a number. (laughs) Ah, yes, numbers. (laughs) <laughs> Don't do math. All right, uh, 15 plus 11, which is a 26. Okay. Uh, that is technically a threat because I have improved critical. A 26 will both hit as well as threat. Roll to confirm. Nice. I do not think a 17 will confirm, though. Or 19 will confirm. 19 will not confirm. Yeah. Okay. That's Ooh. All right. I almost got to use that. All right. That's another 31 points of damage uh, with three electricity. Your blade sinks into him. He cries out to Hawkatap before detonating in an explosion of fiery snake. So I will need a reflex save yeah. from Sudi and Citra. <laughs> so uh, I got a rolled a nine for a 21. Okay, save for nothing. I rolled a, a nat 20 for a 37. Wait, Real? no, 35. Nice. Also save for nothing. I will need a fortitude save from both of you, as well as the cultists. 
Oh, yeah, Masika and yeah, Masika and Hollis are just out of range of this. So I roll a seven for a nineteen. I roll a ten for an eighteen. Ten for an eighteen. Yeah. You both manage to shut your eyes just in time as this flash burns across your retinas. Just kind of, you can still see the flaming snakes through your closed eyelids. However, you do manage to turn your head away fast enough that other than the after images, you're not blinded. Cool. From Citra, I'll start with her. Might want to go see what's what's <laughs> what's behind door number two. Yeah, I was just gonna say, Hollis is gonna go see what's what. Uh, she's gonna tootle her way behind Sudi here. Oh, that's a big thing. Uh, and look and see whatever the heck that is. You step forward, turn, look down the way to see a towering monstrosity. You can only describe it as manlike in the most generous of terms, in that it is roughly shaped like a man. It's a crocodile. However, guy. whomever this is, is twisted horribly. The man's head, where once a human head would be, has been replaced by that of a crocodile, with scales running down his back and some across his chest underneath the armor that he still wears. His arms almost seem to be slightly too long for his overly muscular body. And instead of what you would consider to be a, a person's hands, his hands seem to be made of solid stone. Wow. Oh, that's so okay. cool. It looks so cool. <laughs> now he's going to punch you in the face. That's pretty cool. It's going to be a rock fight. I'm going to go right, I'm going I'm to start with, can I tell what the heck this thing is? <laughs> or yeah. what was done to him anyway. Let's go ahead and make this an altar, Kana. Okay. I roll a nine for a 30. Okay. This is a human. <gasps> this is, however, a broken soul. A. This is a term commonly used to refer to a creature that is torment and pain made manifest. Tortured to the extremes of both physical and mental endurance and then taken beyond those barriers, a broken soul gains extraordinary reserves of fortitude and resilience as well as the ability to inflict a measure of its own terrible suffering on others. Each broken soul has a unique appearance. Uh, the torture it has endured plainly visible on its body. The creation of a broken soul can happen in a number of ways. Some arise spontaneously, the result of horrific treatment at the hands of cruel abusers. With no other ways to escape their torment, these creatures embrace the pain and anguish and transcend them, making them part of the very, their very being. And in doing so, they become something both more and less than what they were. Others are purposefully created by uh, creatures using either magic or physical means to break a creature's mind and body. Uh, and create guardians or servants whose loyalty is ensured by the constant pain that they live through every second of their existence. Oh, God. Why do um, I get the impression that this is the latter? I think it's the latter. Also, I think we got to kill this thing. Oh, my God. Uh, it'll be a mercy to kill this thing. You may ask two questions pertaining towards the broken soul. Do they have any special defenses? They do. Cool. Uh, first off, they possess damage reduction. Knowing anything more about the damage reduction is a separate question. They also possess a resistance, and I'll go ahead and just give this to you, of five to acid, cold, electricity, fire, and sonic. Ooh, and sonic. Exotic. How? Okay. You have another question remaining. Uh, special attacks. Special attacks. You know that they possess three special attacks, oh. and uh, one of them, unfortunately, you aren't going to know about in time enough to do anything about it. Hmm. The first off is it possesses an agonizing well. 
which is a horrendous scream that it can emit uh, that inspires terror in all those who hear it by, in essence, letting them know both the pain that the creature itself is in and also the pain that it plans on inflicting on anyone that it catches within its reach. Wonderful. Fun. Wait, so that means these cultists were trying to, like, send me in there to talk to this dude to probably get tortured myself? Jerks. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's what would have happened for sure. Um, So long story short, however, you do know that uh, it has a range of 120 feet. Mm. So it goes for a good long while. However, uh, if you manage to resist it, you are immune to the effect of it for the next 24 hours. Oh, good. Okay, cool. The second one, also terrible, is it has a torturous touch. It can, in essence, make a touch attack to cause hideous, painful wounds to rip open (gasps) in the body of the creature touched. Uh, Wow. This deals damage, in this case, slashing damage, as well as dexterity damage and causes the touching creature to fall prone in a fit of convulsions and be dazed for 1d4 rounds. Holy cow. That's a a successful save does negate the dexterity and the convulsive fit. Okay, all right, excellent, good to know. The last one, which is probably the one where Hollis looks over, sees that, and goes, that's a broken soul, oh crap. Oh no. Is it possesses a gaze attack. Uh, Of course And you are within the 60 foot range of it. Yeah, of course Uh, I am. Of course it does. So any creature that uh, is within 60 feet of it must succeed at a fortitude save or take strength, constitution, and charisma drain. What? But at least that's not intelligence. Good for you. That's true. That's all I have. Uh, there is also a separate element to this that you can you can uh, kind of assure yourself of. And go ahead and roll me that fortitude save while we're at it. If you do make the save, you are immune to the effect of it for one minute. Okay. Uh, I, rolled, okay. I rolled a 14 for a 20. Okay. And actually, let me clarify. Uh, if you make or fail the save, it doesn't matter. As long as you make the save, or as long as you roll the save, you are immune again for one minute. Yikes. And... A 20 does save. Okay, God. Okay. Uh, okay. So you kind of see this thing. Again, You, it is that, like, you feel this almost wash of sickness roll over uh, you. Maybe more than even your compatriots would because you know what magic has inflicted on this thing. All right. Can I finish my movement? Because that was, like, 20 feet, and then I would have kept going away from this thing as soon as I saw it. <laughs> Te- yes, you can technically continue your movement. And you out of there. As you poke your head around the corner and go, oh. Uh, also, somewhat pertinent to this, while it has been transformed, it does possess all of the abilities and such that it had beforehand. Of course Oh, does. lovely. All right, y'all. We got a broken soul. It's going to gaze at you and really mess your whole life up, so try not to look at it in the eye. It's going to touch you and open up horrible <laughs> wounds on you. And, uh, well, you already heard the scream. It's real bad. It's going to be hard to kill. I'm going to throw a disintegrate at it. And then she casts disintegrate. <laughs> that's a great plan. Oh that, Please that's a good time to use this that. fight. Disintegrate. Remember, there it was a time save. to just disintegrate the problem. Well, it gets a fort All save, right. so it's going to probably make the save. But you never know. He is big and big and beefy. Oh, it's bad. There's a natural one on every dice. Uh, the save's a 23. Yep. Oh, okay. He gets a 33. Oh, my God. So he's still oh, going to wow. take some damage. That's true. So the you chant in tone, point your index finger, a green ray shoots from the tip of your finger before slicing into this figure and taking a chunk out of him still, even with a successful save. Yeah, it's going to take 18 damage, and I'm going to get eight temporary hit points for rolling, or sorry, five temporary hit points for rolling five dice. All right. Sudikantar. Actually, I think this is the first disintegrate that Hollis has ever thrown out. I just got six level spells. Ah. So everyone's just like, huh, Hollis seems to be pulling out the big guns. This thing's scary, y'all. 
Oh, gracious. And Sudi's having to go the, do I want to interpose my body against this horrible thing that's going to torture me? <laughs> Kill Not particularly, but Sudi's too good of a guy. Here we go. All right, so Sudi is going to take a five-foot step around the cultist towards the doorway okay. and then get big, blocking the doorway. Sudi, okay. I need to touch it. I have an important question for Sudi. <laughs> Are you averting or closing your eyes? Aye. Rude. <laughs> no. You should take blind fight. I really, really <laughs> well, I mean, need blind fight. Good grief. Aren't you technically averting your gaze because you're attacking the cultist? No, because since there isn't no. facing, it's assumed that you're... It's the same reason as why you can't just say, well, you're look, he was looking towards this other guy, so I shot him from behind, so he should be flat-footed. It's you're assumed oh, okay. to have situational awareness at all times. And let's be real, there's no way that Sudi's not going to glance over at this horrible thing. Right? <laughs> He's like, this thing's bad. <laughs> yep. So, so Sudi, your five-foot step, enlarge yourself. Go ahead and make me a fortitude save as you can now see this thing. Joke's on you. I got a bonus to my fort save because of that, because I got big. So, haha. Using your mechanics. Good boy. Shh. Oh, God. <laughs> um, okay, hang we'll on. See. So, that yeah, is. Yeah, reroll? No, that's reflex saves. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, okay, so that is a. F- oh, is this a fear effect, death effect, enchantment, a gaze. mind affecting anything that I have gaze. bonuses against? Just the gaze. All right, well, I roll a four, so that is 16 plus two for being big, 18. Mm-hmm. My 20 worked. An 18 will fail. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of what I It must be a 19 DC or exactly or 20. 20. It's either 19 or 20, exactly, yep. Oh, boy, I bet this is awful for me, too. Oh, yeah, it's not going to be good. Yep. Ooh. All right. So, uh, Sudi, you take three points of drain to your strength, constitution, and charisma. <gasps> strength, con, charisma. Okay. Well, that's that's real unfortunate, y'all. The charisma is the only one that I'm okay with losing. Missy can <laughs> fix one of them when the combat is over. She has restoration. Sudi takes one look over and then suddenly looks mangier. Yep. <laughs> I told mangier you not to sure. look at it. Do we have... What do we have? I in the, do we have anything horrifying. of restoration in the med kit? Like, actually, not lesser restoration, but restoration. Probably not. To be fair, I literally had to roll, like, a above a six. So that's just that's just my luck, though. That's asking a lot from Jordan's dice. That's asking a lot from me, it's true. Um, Okay. You take a glance over, see this horrifying thing, feel... It's it's the sad thing where it almost doesn't feel like an attack. It's as if somehow it's just trying to share its pain as you look into its horrified eyes and you just feel this weakness, almost this sympathetic pain with it as you feel how tortured it is and suffer the same effects yourself. Classic overshare, this guy. Um, All right, I'm going to punch out this cultist. So that is me rolling a 10 for a 26. 26 will still hit this cultist. Okay. Even with your penalties for being weakened. Which I think are somewhat offset because you're also big. Uh, it is, actually. So um, that is 10 points of damage to him. All right. He's still going. Okay. Uh, that's that's a trash roll right there. Um, so that is a 22. 22 will hit. Wow. Okay. Four and four and six. That's another 10 points of damage. All right. Still going. Okay. I mean, I don't think I'm going to actually take this guy out. So let's see here. Uh, that is a 16, so that's not, probably not going to hit him. 
16 will not strike a target. Okay, fair enough. Man, uh, could really, really have used some uh, not gazing at that thing. So from there we go to the cultists. They must have hated these cultists and put them in a room with this thing. Uh, the cultist next to Sudi provokes an attack of opportunity as he leaves his threatened range. Okay. What? He's going to try to GTFO. Roll a 17 for a 33. A 33 will strike your target. Nine. So that's 15 points of damage. Ouch. Still going. He moves down and over. Uh, does Masika have a weapon out? She would have her mace out just in case. You can take an attack of opportunity if you wish. Oh, so no. This guy's piecing out for Rizzle. Yeah, because He's gonna go we, to wouldn't you want to piece out if that thing was coming at you? This guy cannot leave. Dude, what a, what a thing to have you go talk to this guy and get that attack on you. That's horrible. Uh, Masika rolls a 17, which gets her a 26 to hit him. A 26 will hit as you nice. almost more surprised than anything else go, ah, and then swing your max out him. Just, like, stiff arm him. I Stop roll him. max seven. She's, like, nice. bunting, you know? That would be hilarious if that seven's what you needed to blow him up. Striking him, he continues his movement. Yeah, Citra, you gotta right, go after gotta him. Go, you gotta go after him. Yeah, Exiting cool. the room before turning, planting one foot, and then lashing out with a kick back straight at Masika. He just wants to be out of the room so this thing can't see him. Yeah. Yeah, so that he's not going to lose his whatever. Yeah, so you're going to have to go after him. Uh, All right, so we're looking at a... Cultists are a bunch of dang cowards. Cowards! Isn't this guy your ally? (laughs) Only vaguely. Of all the things, I did not expect this. (laughs) Yeah, this is wild. (laughs) All right, so that's a 29 to hit Masika. Get on the nose if I don't get any cover from it being around a corner. Yeah, actually, I'd give that a plus two. Then no. All right. (laughs) (laughs) You do manage to avoid his stunning kick as he uh, launches himself out of the room. Masika. I'd go in again, Masika, but it went really bad last time. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, howdy, didn't it? All right. Masika's going to move forward. Oh, yes. You also can go take a peek at this guy and get... Mauled no. in yeah, the I don't brain. think you can see him there. Yeah. 5, 10, 15, 25. Oh, God. You're going to be in the um, gun of Sudi? Uh, what? No. I got to touch it. All right. Are you you're averting your gaze? Murdered. No, I'm not averting my gaze. Fortitude save. Yep. I roll a 13, which gets me a 20. A 20 will succeed. Whew. All right. I move 40 feet to here. It's just into the room and off to the side so that Sudi has a clear shot to get to the guy because I'm not going to be able to reach him this turn. So you oh rush boy. forward, entering into a chamber containing a faintly glowing pool, which occupies the left side of this chamber, illuminating the room in a strangely rippling green light, reminiscence of almost reminiscent of a light coming up from underwater. Hmm. Silk pillows cover a raised dais next to the well. An almost inordinate number of silk pillows and other soft things. And as you glance towards this thing, almost as if it's trying to find some comfort or something that it could lay on that doesn't cause it excruciating pain. On the far side of the room, a white stone statue of a six-legged faceless sphinx gazes unseeingly towards the well. Hmm. From Masika, that brings us to Rathos. The creature strides forward 15 feet, Uh-oh. lumbering its way ahead as it looks down towards Masika. Uh-oh, Masika. 
Crocodile eat fish. <laughs> wow. It looms up and its mouth can seem croc. to only barely form words. You shouldn't have crumb. It then reaches out a hand towards you. It's all right, Buzz. As We're a 26 to hit your touch AC. Oh, yeah, then that'll hit me. Uh, you will need to make a fortitude save. I'm sure that's your it best save. It was a touch, y'all. No, but it's not. But I roll an 18 for a 25. You still take 12 points of slashing damage as it lays a hand on you and wounds erupt, erupt across your flesh. Can it do that like every round? Did we determine? It's just a touch. Yeah, it can attack. do that nonstop. Yep. Oh, it's just great. a touch deck. Just freaking great. The thing towers there, and that is the end of its turn. Bring us to Citra Nahamra. Quick question. Uh, when I came in this room, I was holding the torch. I assumed that I dropped that whenever combat began. I um, mean, you haven't had to, but yeah, you could have. Yeah, you didn't have to, which means you have it in your hand. Oh, okay. Because you All haven't right. pulled anything with your other hand. That's true. All right, well, then I am going to move out the door of this room and go after that cultist who tried to peace out. <laughs> All right. So, and then I shall... Stab that man. down at him. So you rush 25 feet forward, dive back into the hall, and stab out at the man. Uh, I roll you. a 10 for a 26. 26 will strike your target. Nice. Yeah, it's a little harder without my sneak attack. Uh, but I do True. do 11 points of damage uh, and two electricity. That will still bring him down as you slice nice. your blade <laughs> into his back. I uh, will need a reflex save as he detonates. Searing snakes begin to burn across the surrounding walls. I roll a 12 for 27. Uh, you avoid that entirely. You will need to make a fortitude save as well, as there is the brilliant flash from his death. Maybe. Roll an 11 for a 19. A 19 will save. Okay. Whew. As there is an explosion that comes from the hallway, and Hollis and Sudi, I imagine, kind of oh. glance over. Masika just hears it from back in the other room. Yay, explosions. Not usually for Citra. Usually she goes blind after them, so. From there, we go to Hollis Starkweather. All right, Hollis is going to do a crazy thing. Um, Hollis moves forward to right behind Sudi. Yeah, sweet. And then Hollis casts Siphon Might on herself. What? No, wait, that's a bad idea. Why? I don't use wait, strength. Actually, no, that's not a bad idea because you don't need your strength. Uh, so I'm going to choose to fail the save. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take eight points of strength drain. But Ooh, I get to give eight points of strength to Sudi. I tap Sudi <laughs> on the leg. Boom, I am baby. I'm back. Buckled on the ground under my bag, probably. But <laughs> is this a What's permanent thing? Sugar is barking no. at you like, why are we on the ground? It lasts 11 rounds. But that guy's okay. going to save the save. So the only way to make sure Sudi gets as many points as possible is to take mine. And that boosts my damage output as well, which is helpful. I have a two um, strength. So Hollis falls over. That's my turn. So I have a 23 <laughs> now. Okay. Do me a favor, Jessica. Actually, I think we recently did this. I know how much all my stuff weighs. All right. So two strength. Are you carrying less than 20 pounds? I'm 17 pounds. Oh, okay. and then all my armor and stuff. So yeah, I'm carrying more than 20 pounds. Armor. I mean, my weapons and stuff. Because each dagger you're carrying weighs a pound. Yeah, I just fall over is what I do. <laughs> all right. So that means that you're past a heavy load. <laughs> So then Sugar, the next me. question. <laughs> oh, my. Are you carrying less than 40 pounds? 
Okay. Keep in mind, sugar counts. <laughs> He's trying to decide if you're dying under the weight of your gear. Oh, do you have a handy haversack? Well, yeah, but I'm, 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 my armor or my weapons are on me. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I'm carrying like 25 pounds. That's less than 40. Okay. So the good news is, is you don't actually collapse to the ground. Oh, okay, cool. You are so overburdened, however, that you have lost your dexterity bonus to your AC. That's fine. fine. That's You fine. can also move at a speed of five feet per round as a full round action. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> this is just sag. Probably plant a hand on Sudi to transfer uh. to him and then just keep your hand on Sudi's thigh to keep yourself standing. Why Why did you have this prepped? That's what I want to know. Uh, it's a really good spell against like, casters. Yeah, it's, it's a ray. It's oh, like is a, it? Yeah, it's close. But the thing is, this guy is going to make that save. It's a third level spell. Yeah, yeah. And he would only be half, which may not even be really that great for you. No, so it's, it's a clever use of the spell. Yeah. All right. Bravo. This is why uh, Jess makes a real good wizard. <laughs> I'm over here like, oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. I right. might die. You're strong She's now. A problem solver. For God's sake, Sugar, hop out of that carrier. <laughs> Sugar, carry me. <laughs> Goodness. I'll probably set All my right. stuff down next turn. Like, I'll take my <laughs> familiar satchel off. I'm sorry, you're on your own. Sugar, don't look. <laughs> don't, don't look. Look away. Avert your gaze, poor summer child. Uh, from Hollis, we go to Sudi Kantar. Okay, this guy. Can I even see this guy now? So you can see him, but he's in dim light. F. Um... I'll miss every time. Well, I can't cast light First on off, you. First so. off, I'll miss every time. Masika, you're in deep. Masika can see. She's the only one in there. Oh. Which means, regardless, I'm going to step in there. I move 15 feet forward okay. to square up with this fellow. All right. Another kaiju fight as the two 12-foot-tall oh, monsters idea. step up against each hey, other. At least you got your strength back. This is such a bad idea. We should have tried to draw him into the other room. But, um, all right, 20% miss chance... And I'm gonna, oh, I use a swift action to switch to pummeling style for next round because I'm gonna have to start wailing on this guy because he has damage reduction. Okay. All right, a 62 gets through the miss chance and then I roll an 11 for a 30 to hit him. 30 will strike your target. Spiffy. Okay, um, I hit him for 17 points of damage and hopefully get his attention. All right. That does damage him. It does not get through his damage reduction, but well, oh. it doesn't bypass it, but it does damage him. Okay, I was, oh, okay. Say, I was like, I if he has DR10, we are so dead. Freaking heart attack. Does nothing. DR20. Lordy. <laughs> DR20. We shut the epic, door. Epic piercing. Cold iron. Time anyway. to roll up new characters, guys. Yeah, right. Oh, I just got to a high level wizard. So, you could play Sudi another wizard. rushes forward, punches this crocodile in the face. Probably cutting his knuckles a little bit on the scales and the uh, his teeth as you slam your fist into it. You guys fought a crocodile before? Yeah. No, we avoided that fight because yeah. of wild right. empathy. Oh, yeah. yeah, you guys avoided fighting a giant albino crocodile. animal, I think. Yeah, yeah. on, on yeah. went, no, no, be calm, and it worked. Chill, chill. Yeah, wouldn't work on this guy. From uh, Sudi, we go to the cultists are dead. Cool. Masika. Cool, cool, cool. All right. Yeah, Citra's real good at killing cultists. Unfortunately, Citra's going to have to get in here and start damaging this guy if we're going to take him out. Yeah, I'm not real thrilled about that, but yeah. Also, I just need you to get in here and bring your light source. Uh, That's my plan. Yep. All right, so I roll a 14, plus my caster level 11 is 25, plus combat casting 
is 29. That's everything, right? Yeah, what level spell? Sixth. Uh, for a sixth level spell, that would be DC 27. All right, so, so I you get it. it. I take a five foot step forward, 26 to touch him. A 26 will strike your target's touch AC. He needs to make a fortitude save. I'm kind mm, of hoping he this. just, well, it's better than nothing. Uh, 31. Oh yeah, he saves. But he's still gonna take damage. I, okay. cast, sl- I cast Slay Living. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. You focus, you reach out, you grab onto him, you channel negative energy blast into him to try to slay him on the spot. In the back of Sudi's mind, the mask whispers, You have finger of death. That's still a fort save. Uh, how much damage? Yeah, but at a uh, 24, but at a what caster level? A 17th level, a 17th caster level, but I'm kind of trying to save that for the Glabber Zoo. <laughs> or, you know, the evil cultist. Or... It's not about it. I'm really trying to just save it to just try to nope the Glabber Zoo fight. Yeah, that'd be nice. Nope. Yep. I'm going to try to dismissal him, too, so we got two nope yeah. options. <laughs> Why are you telling this to him? It comes no, down to a just... save. It doesn't matter. I was just laughing because she said dismissal. And it's like, and the way she sounded, it almost sounded like she was going to shoot him with a missile that sent him away. Dismissal. 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 Okay, that is just, just showing right right. the whitest people in the room right now. Oh, oh my right. God. Yeah. So, um, I'm the whitest person most joked part. about Narmer's inner light blinding Masika. How bright of a light is it actually? Okay, mechanically speaking, it's a dim light, it's the light of a candle. Okay. I was going to have Narmer just open up his chest cavity to give Sudi some light. That's a bad idea. To, to That's be a fair, really if you've ever idea. turned on your phone at like three in the morning to check <laughs> the time, you know how bright a dim light can be at three in the morning. <laughs> God! God! And then you drop it on your face. And just <laughs> the whole thing. All right. That's the end of Masika's turn. All right. So Masika hits this thing, still does some damage, which brings us to the thing. I hope it's not. Rathos the, the Broken Soul. Great. Great. It's not Tony the Tiger. He's more oh, than good. Wish. He's great. We wish he was Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Tony the Tiger wouldn't do us this way. That's true. <laughs> Tony the Tiger wouldn't torture us with touch attacks. He would give Tony us the Tiger. Just, yeah, just yummy just cereal. <laughs> yeah, he's going to. Uh, he'll start with a bite attack at Sudi. Woot. Maybe. Uh, yeah. 33. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Chomping onto Sudi, biting hold for 24 points of damage as his bite Ow! slams on top of you. Okay, he then that hurts. lashes out with a fist down at Masika. That's a natural one. He'll go ahead and punch with his other fist, and that is much better. So misses with his first slam, turns around and slams down with a 38. Yeah, that'll Whoa. hit Masika. It's going to be one of these kind of fights, I see. Slamming his fist home for uh, minimum damage. Uh, 19 points of damage. I like that 19's the minimum he can that do. That is his minimum. He can do a lot more than that. I very much do not like this. Basically, Sudi punches this thing, and before Sudi can fully retract his hand back, this crocodile head just snaps onto him. It's that classic cat versus crocodile fight, except for Sudi was not fast enough. Cats uh, usually win. Usually, yeah. Uh, Basika then steps forward, hits him on the side, pulses this energy th- through him, ducks back out of the way as he flails one arm and then his right hook comes in and cracks her in the side, sending her spinning away, bringing us to Citra. Uh, Citra rushes back into the room and heads to where the commotion is past the archway. 
So single move will take you to behind Sudi. I'm going to double move and get move toward uh, Sudi's left flank important to get question. toward the pool. Important question. Are you averting your gaze? Probably at the moment, yes. Okay. So go ahead and roll me percentile. Okay. You want 50 or below? 61. Uh, uh, I will need you to make me a fortitude save as you round the corner seeing this thing. Okay. Uh, that is a 13 for a 21. You're good. Okay. Only Sudi is the failure. Mm. Okay. So you're going to dart in and you're trying to avoid its threat range, correct? Yeah. I'm going to move toward uh, Sudi's left flank toward the pool. Uh, the, it's glowing You and can whatnot. circle around to get actually even to the pool as you begin to circle around the outside of the room. Yeah, I just figure I'm trying to get into a flank somehow. Flank. <laughs> All right, so yes, yeah, Citra goes wide, rushing around the outside of the room. Hollis Starkweather. Uh, Hollis casts... Oh, God, are y'all too far away? I can get Masika and Sudi. Citra may not get to you benefit. You actually can haste all of us, but not yourself. Oh, well, that's haste. fine. And you can see uh, Masika. I can see the top of Masika's head and the very bottom of Citra's square. <laughs> okay, so you can see them just enough to uh, target them with a spell that doesn't require an attack roll. Haste. <laughs> All right, perfect. As a move action, can I undo my belt that has my guns on it? We're all fighting for our yours. lives and there's just Hollis in the background <laughs> floundering <laughs> with her pack. Well, <laughs> my belt has all my, my daggers on it, so that'll be a bunch of weight off if I can get that belt undone and let it fall off. Yeah. It, it's a move action to, sure. to to take off your belt. So Cool. All right, I take off my belt. As <sighs> a free action, you just kind of toss your head with what little strength you have left enough to dislodge your hat because it was weighing you down so much. <laughs> I can barely keep my head up under the weight of this hat. Why is my hair so long? All right, I'm under 20 now. I'm at 16. Okay, congratulations. You're at a heavy load again. <laughs> can I do more than a five-foot wow. move? Is that a thing I can do now? Yes, although you had to use your move action well, there. So you can. T you have a five-foot step now, actually. Oh, great. I'm going to take a five-foot step toward Sudi. <laughs> I'm coming. Gracious. <laughs> Gracious. Oh, man. I do what I got to do. So, Hollis drops her weapons behind her, begins trudging her way forward. See, you know, obvious strain under every... She has, like, the <sighs> jello legs, like she just ran up 15 flights of stairs as she begins to make her way towards the party. <laughs> However, the rest of you feel this pulse of speed infuse you. I think, Hollis, you had to count yourself out of the range of that. Because yeah, of I did. Spacing. But that's yeah. fine because I don't have a lot of useful stuff because this guy is is resistant or just going to wreck all the saves anyway. So, yeah. I mean, so far you've only tried fortitude things on him. <laughs> I don't have a lot of reflex things that won't also hit my friend. And yeah, you don't have true. any will stuff because yeah. it's all enchantment. Yeah. So that takes us from Hollis to Sudikantar. Okay, now with with Citra in the room, uh, he's now fully illuminated, so I don't have to worry about the mischance, so that's a slight nope, improvement to my condition. So I'm going to full out attack, flurry of blows, etc., all the all the things to him with a key strike. Because and you're fast, this so you have a plus one. And, a, and plus one attack, so I'm going to have five attacks this round. Get nice. him. So right, goes is, in are you doing pummeling bore. style? Yeah, I already switched to pummeling style, so uh, this is all... You know, do the whole going through his damage reduction thing, hopefully. Um, so that is a, an 11 for a 30. 30 will strike your target. Uh, for 19 points of damage on the uh, first strike. 
a solid hit. You're now going to get uh, through his damage reduction with the rest of these. Heyo, uh, so that is a 9 for a 27. A 27 will strike your target. Sweet. For 17 points of damage. Solid hit. Oh my gosh, I need to like just drop this guy immediately. Okay, so then uh, low attack. It's only a 5 for a uh, 24. A 24 will not strike your target. Okay, that's what I thought. You just bounce off of his meaty chest. Yep, and then key strike and that's a 10 for a 29. 29 will strike your target. Uh, so that is 18 points of damage to him. Still going. All right, last attack. Ace attack. That is an 11 for a 30. A 30 will hit. So six, that's 15 points of damage. Another telling blow. Still going. You remember uh, he was guys, using pummeling strike, right? Hit points. Yeah, so yep. I was going through his damage reduction on almost all those hits. I'll give you a little behind this the screen here. Basically, Sudi got an extra 15 points of damage that round because of pummeling style. Nice. Yep. Boom, so, baby. Don't forget your plus up. one AC because he's going to hit you real hard in a second. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All this is like, I'm trying to help. I'm coming. <laughs> I'm not coming that fast. All right. I'm going to... Masika will take a five-foot step back diagonally. Does that put me out of his reach? Uh, not for a tax of opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So... Uh, just also for Jessica's sake, your maximum dexterity allowance is right now is a plus one in case your armor class does come into play. And cool. you have a 25-foot uh, movement speed. You have minus 10 movement speed penalty for being heavy. Okay. You can also only triple move on a run. And minus six armor check penalty in case you decide to climb something for whatever reason. <laughs> All right, I get a 25 <laughs> to cast a fifth level spell. Uh, fifth level spell would be DC 25. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, he needs to make a reflex save. All right. Ooh, he rolls real good there. Gets a 20. Yeah, that still fails my flame strike. All right. Boom, baby. Here's an explosion of fire as a column of flame bursts from the ceiling and rains down, searing through the center of this room. Pillows and silk sheets burst into flames on the far side of the chamber. Flamey-o, Hotman. <laughs> one for all you Avatar fans out there. Which is everyone. Which is Which should is be everyone. everyone, honestly. And if you're not yet, go watch it. It's amazing. Not watch the movie, the, the yeah, show. Yeah, definitely watch the animated one. What movie, right? What movie? I don't know what you're talking about. 42 points of fire damage. Nice. Sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> There's a burst of fire that consumes the center of this room, smoke billowing. The creature roars and pushes through the flames as it continues to close on Sudi. Hollis, well, it's not very fast. <laughs> yeah, it's big and honking <laughs> and, and strong. I don't think it's fast. What is honking? I, I don't know, man. Do you see me? Well, don't look at me. I don't know, man. <laughs> don't look at the pitiful mo like puddle that is. Well, more than like, don't, right don't be distracted by looking at me. All right. I've got it's nothing to fast. Full attack on Sudi. Sweet. Just great. Uh, actually, that first attack isn't so great. That's a twenty-two for its bite. No. It then turns that around with a. Um. Uh-oh. 39 for its first punch. Oh my gosh, yes. Holy that cow. That is a threat. God. Oh, perfect. You have fortitude. Perfect. It follows that up with a 30 even. Uh, 30 even will not do it. Oh, nice. All right. That's right, haste. 
Nice! Did you have 31 AC, I assume? Yep. <sighs> Still manages to land a punch on you for 24 points of damage. Oh my gosh. All right, I'm going to need healing potentially fairly <laughs> soon here because this guy is hitting me for like... <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Oh that gosh. is the one. Um, he follows that up with the two of the one-two punch as he launches out with his other fists with a 37. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to need healing like immediately. Masika's right there. Yep. Another case of minimum damage, so... 19 Ooh. points of damage as the second fist slams oh. into you. Okay, hang on. I'm still Minimum. trying to figure out how much I got hurt from the first one. Half <laughs> <laughs> is hard. For the rest of you, there's this deafening thunk, thunk sound as it's all of us have patted the side of a dog and there's that almost hollow sound. It's kind of like that, but from a 15 foot tall cat person. Yeah, but that's because dogs four, are full of 19. just like love. <laughs> and then 19 from the second That's hit. why they sound oh my hollow. Gosh. Yeah, guys, I'm at 45 hit points, so... <laughs> That's below half now, so we're in the danger zone. Does this guy so, even look gracious. injured? Gracious. He looks like he's taken a lot of injury. I've hit him you a You don't bunch. know how close to going down he is. Uh, he'll also five-foot step in closer to Masika. Oh, of course he will. Of course he will. Rude. Bearing her into the corner. It's all, It's almost like he's smart enough to know that you're a caster, <laughs> and thus should be in his threat range at all times. That takes us to Citra Nahamra. Citra runs her little butt into the flank. All right. <laughs> You're you will need uh, to make him, an acrobatics check to avoid that provoke. Flippy. I will hopefully roll that. Flippy flop. 41. 41? Nice. A 41 will succeed as you flip nice. around. Outflanking this creature, slide in behind it. Now stab. And stab then like I would your like life depends on it. Ah, my dice. <laughs> Pulled a and then lower, hit, lower his to hit. Good gracious. Okay. Uh, all right. made a good face. That would be a 37, which is a threat. Very nice. 37 will hit threat. Roll to confirm. Rolled a nat one to confirm, but no! I still hit him. That one Citra. will automatically fail your confirmation roll. <laughs> I still get my, my, I'm in a flanky flank. He's resistant to electricity, right? So my electricity is useless. If you roll a He's six, he'll do one point. He's got five points of electricity damage. I rolled five. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, but I do uh, hit him for 34 points of damage. Very well. Again, Sudi fighting this thing off, the creature just tearing into Sudi as Citra watches her, now her oldest friend, as far as the doorkeepers are concerned, falling back as he begins to be slammed backwards before Citra leaps through the air, like feet kicked up behind her, blade up in both hands before ramming it into the back of this thing. Nice. The creature lets out a horrified roar, looking back over its shoulder, back towards Citra, who's almost perched on its back. And for a moment, there's almost a look of relief before the thing detonates in an explosion <laughs> of fire in it every had one direction. Of those I will need a reflex save from Sudi, Citra, and Masika as the thing explodes right next to them. All right, I'm going to get bleeped, but this is some bull... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. true. Real quick, I do want to throw this up on the message... Throw up something that I read on a message board, and uh, I can't remember what the name of the person was on there, but I like to read the message board stuff where they talk about, like, people other people's encounters and what they ran into and problems in this and it was one group that said that this thing had taken down three members of the party 
before someone managed to kill it. And then those three unconscious members were all killed by the <gasps> explosion. Yeah, oh, it's like one person. Yep. One person walked away, which was apparently the party sorcerer who managed to bring him down with a magic missile. Uh, <laughs> Wowzers! I hope Wild. they went and like regrouped with the gear to leave. <laughs> Hopefully, they played he that way. The follow, he I need a follow, follow up, up on, on this. <laughs> so anyway, um, the rest of the party's gear to leave now. Uh, death that's potentially coming our way. Um, I roll a uh, eleven for a twenty-two on my reflex saves. Okay. I roll a nine, which would get me a uh, 16, so a 17 with the haste. Okay. Citra? I rolled a 13 for a 29. All right. So Sudi manages to stumble out of the way. Citra, you see that look. You feel the pulse of energy before you plant both feet and just backflip, throwing yourself across the room. Masika, I think probably one of the first times that you've been close enough to get caught in this, it just rolls over you for 17 points of fire damage as it burns you. Owie. Uh, There's then also a flashbang explosion. Go ahead and give me the fortitude saves. Just let me know if anyone rolls below 21. Uh, No, I easily (laughs) succeed. (laughs) Because I always screw this up. It's always you. It's always you. I think I've only saved once against the fortitude. (laughs) I think girls are 15 for a 22. Okay. I rolled so, yeah. a six for a 14. So Citra manages to get out of the way of the flames, but still the flash bang leaves her blinded for the next six seconds. Hollis just lays down on the ground. Has Hollis taken any hit point damage? No, Hollis is actually up with temporary hit points. <laughs> right. Is this thing, is this thing dead? It all exploded. Of course it's dead. It exploded. Dead. So it's dead. I'm going to channel. That is, that is the advantage to the way these cultists go down. We're just like, I can channel freely now. <laughs> yeah, there's yes. no cleanup. Oh my gosh. Feel Either. free to walk about the cabin. I just always imagine it's kind of like, you know, the Buffy vampires when you stake them, they explode, except for it's like fire explosion. But mm-hmm. then there's nothing you have to deal with after. Yep. True. All Much right. I roll really well on my channel. Everybody gets uh, 30 back. I wasn't hurt. Hollis takes a quick uh, eight round power nap and then wakes up back to normal. Uh, okay. <laughs> She's one just six. like, give me a few minutes, eight, guys. Eight rounds later, you feel way weaker, Sue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel awful because right. um, you want your constitution or your strength back. I can do one today. Uh, I need it's hit Sophie's points, choice. so I'm gonna do con. Even All though right. I'll use my uh, I'll use my free spell from my uh, life shaman and use uh, restoration. So Sudi wants constitution. That's what I'll give him. Yay! I'm confident. Be sure to mark off your hundred gold pieces of diamond dust. <sighs> I think the party has a diamond supply, don't we? They? Do we have like seven hundred and fifty? So you said minus a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're taking that out of the med kit. Yep. That's what it's for. Yeah, sure. I can't do that again today, but. So Citra motions for everybody to huddle in. Hollis closes the door and then huddles. Okay. So I don't know if everybody heard. But the I heard everything. Shush, let me finish. <laughs> I assume you heard. But. So these ears twitch just in a hee hee. Apparently, they are listening through the fence and they know all about the Girtalilu deal that we made. So we should probably go warn them so they can all get out. I, I uh, know can- no one else should be making fun of Akshinch, but. Did that sound like Finch to anybody else? Not Vinch, but French. Finch. Like Picket Finch. Hollis just blinks yeah. for Oh, a not long Finch. Time. I thought you were saying Finch. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, I'm not one to talk about speech patterns. 
All right, I say we should do that. But also there's a weird corner over here we should investigate. Uh, can I do a knowledge engineering to know why they have, like, are vents a common thing in these kinds of structures? Because that seems like a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, you can make a knowledge engineering if you so wish. Cool. I'd also like to detect magic on this pool. Okay, knowledge engineering, I roll a 16 for a 26. Uh, with the 26, yeah, the vents aren't an uncommon thing. In large part, just because any of the workers and such that were in here crafting this place or carving out the stone would have need torches to see by, which creates smoke. So there would need to be a means by which for the smoke to leave the chambers. Ah, fair. Okay. All right. Yep. So we got detecting magic there. Sudi's checking out the vents. Uh, What are you doing in the meantime, Citra? Citra is checking the corner. Okay. Creepy corner? blocked off. Yeah. Ominous corner. Ominous corner. (laughs) Yeah, you can pull back the curtain if you so wish. I will, I will hand the torch off to Sudi so that okay. he can inspect things and I'll activate my Wayfinder. Spiff. So that we both have light sources again. Oh, I, I'll just cast light on Sudi's special stone I mean, I'll, again. I, well, I, he, I she gives me a back. Out, he goes so. back in my, pa- in my pack. Yeah. So. yeah, either way. Just I'm giving him back his, his property. And then you have oh. your light spell on your on your special stone again. Yeah, so Sudi being made aware of the vents, you can find them fairly easily. They are cunningly carved to the point that it's actually because of the, the curvature of the way that they're carved, it's almost difficult to see them from lower mm. down. That being said, you wonder how many of these you just walked by and you weren't looking for and just passed making your way through here yeah. or how far the sound has traveled through this place. Mm-hmm. Citra, making your way over and checking behind the curtain, you find that beyond this is a... Uh, Looks like a bedroom? Yeah, basically. It's a large bed located back here. There's really nothing of value or anything like that. It looks to be an exceptionally large bed, so it may have been what the creature was actually like laying on, sleeping on, when he wasn't just perched, apparently, on the pillows and uh, everything else next to the edge of that scrying pool. Poor mm-hmm. little guy. In the meantime, Masika and Hollis looking over in the other room. Either of you that wish to, with your detect magics, may make me a spellcraft check. This pool is definitely magical. I roll a 10 for a 31. No, that's way better than me. Masika rolls a 9 for a 24. With a 31, no, this is powerful. Wow. You're not entirely positive, but somehow this seems to be tied to this very structure. That being said, you you and Masika both actually looking this over while neither of you can determine what it does. You can both see that there are ways to pluck, for lack of a better term, the magical strings that bind this together. In essence, with a use magic device check, you could activate it. You're what just not entirely positive. Uh, it appears to be divinatory. If we have 10 minutes, I can cast Legend Lore. I mean, I, th- I feel like we should go warn the gear to lead blue first. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Because yeah. they did say that the, that Hakatep uh, had already been informed. Yeah. So I think the sooner we can get them to evacuate, the better. Yeah. I mean, well, you could easily... Again, it is right around the corner to rush over to uh, where the Girtabalilu were and let one of their... Yeah, that's what I mean. Let's yeah. rush over there, let them know the, about the vents and whatnot, and then come back. Okay. So you rush over there probably with Masika so that she can explain it in Girtabalilu. Oh, yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yep. And then uh, rush back over. Yeah, Masika would explain to them, hey, there's Vince. They know that we have a deal. Uh, they know everything. Yeah. You may want a GTFO. They would inform you that they will let uh, uh, Rubila know, but of course it's her choice whether or not yep. they fall back. Well, who knows? Maybe they'll just be on our side and start fighting the cultists. That's fine, too. That's also <laughs> I mean, that, that is also acceptable. 
I mean, divination is probably not a bad thing. I just imagine this being like a Galadriel's pool thing, and we're going to see some crap that we probably don't want to see. Maybe. Paul's <laughs> is always game to see things. I mean. Yeah, but you're a bit of a magic junkie. I've got Galadriel vibes. So the question is, do we do we want to go ahead and do the divinatory thing, or do we want to go track down Ghosty Lady? Well, this might be very, very helpful. I mean, yeah, we might want to okay. just go ahead and see if we can use this, because it might give us some insight into other yeah. areas. Yeah. If we have 10 minutes, I can do legend lore and figure out exactly what it does. Yeah, after we've worn the gear to Lee Blue, I say Masika pulls her legend lore thing, because I think that would be helpful, and then we can go from there. Sounds good. Hollis will sit on a comfortable-looking pillow. Citra will guard the freaking door. Yeah, oh. I was going to say, Sudi also guards the door. She's going to keep it shut. And honestly, Citra is going to um, keep the cultist the outfit on just on, in yeah. case just in case anyone comes by that she can open the door and be like, uh, what? <laughs> Rothos doesn't no, want to be so here. Do you want to come talk to Yeah, so Sudi can be like in the background going, oh, they just don't understand. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand me. <laughs> Okay, so first off, Masika, casting your legend lore, looking this over, you can see that this pool in this chamber is sacred to the faith of Ereshkigal mm. uh, and was crafted during the construction of this place by the seven high priests of Ereshkigal. Okie dokie then. Uh, the pool itself was once tied to another pool. This was the pool of light. There apparently was a pool of shadow. The pool of shadow is gone. It's probably yeah. in the shadow plane right now. Hmm. That being said, you are aware that they were able to use this once before to be able to see anywhere within the deserts of Osirian. Wow. Wow. Holy cow. Both within this plane as well as within the shadow. Wow. Since its destruction, its range is substantially limited in that it can scry anywhere inside of the Sightless Sphinx. Oh, okay. So it's not nearly as powerful. Uh, It is not a scrying as in the capital S scrying. Instead, Mm -hmm. it allows uh, the use of the clairaudience clairvoyance spell. Ah. Ah. This can be used on a number of places. However, it mostly focuses on the various depictions and statues of Reskrigal, which are in pretty much every chamber in the entirety of the inside of the structure. So Mm -hmm. they they were he he was using it to try to look at the various rooms to try to find us. Mm -hmm. We could look at the baby room. We could potentially look at the B-Baby room. You would, of course, need to know of the room to scry in said room. Hmm. However, if you activated it blindly, it would probably scry in a random room somewhere. You also know that this was before somehow used as a communication device. Hmm. And that people were able to speak to the depictions of Ereshkigal and an individual here would be able to hear them. And potentially other people could see through the eyes of Ereshkigal and see into this room. You're not entirely positive if that's still functioning. Hmm. Weird. However, I imagine as you kind of this all this information rushes into you from your spell, your eyes probably drift over to the giant statue of the faceless sphinx looming behind you. So at one point, this would let them see pretty much anywhere in uh, in Osirian, but one of the other wells is uh, is gone now, so it only works should, should in, in the sphinx. Whispering? But um. Yeah, you can uh, see any any statue of a Reshkigal, and uh, people um, might be able to see through you in here. Oh, let's cover that statue's head. Well, shouldn't we be whispering? Remember the vents. They know we're here. Well, yes, we don't need them to hear all of our plans. That's actually a good point. I, 
I'll switch into Sphinx. Does everybody speak this language? I do. What are you saying? There's also no guarantee that they don't speak Sphinx. I'm just saying, I think we should be careful about announcing what we know and how much we know so that we can catch them off guard. Oh, we could say fake things. Well, Potentially, if we knew where it was, if the, where the vents are going, and who's hearing, then sure. But we don't. You want me to to turn on this magical scrying fountain? Well, you can only see rooms that you're aware of. I will also mention that uh, regular speech probably doesn't travel too far. Okay. <laughs> it's the sp- sound of combat to, to travel yeah. too far. Because keep in mind that the the vent that you see in this chamber, uh, the audience at home won't be able to see it, is on the wall directly above where the bed is, which okay. shares a wall with the chamber in which you fought when you first came in. Mm. Okay. Uh, so what if we what if we put something over the vent? I would feel better if we did that. Also, in uh, relation to Hollis's comment, Hollis would be aware that the statues are a scrying focus for mm. this, which means that covering them does nothing. It's just an object that's necessary to ground the magic. Oh, okay. I want to turn on the fountain and just see a random room. All right. All right. I'm going to try to activate Citra, the fountain and see a random room. We get to room. activate it blindly. <laughs> Citra sh- uh, like tears off some of the curtains <laughs> covering the bed and just shoves it in the vent. Okay. <laughs> just All right. Uh, we'll slowly suffocate in here now. <laughs> I get a 34 on my use magic device. I rolled a 15. Okay. So, Hollis, you make your way over to this pool. Lean over. You don't know the words to activate it. And instead, you just grip onto the edge I of it. I know the words to activate it since I cast Legend Lore. Yeah, you do know the words to activate it. Then I would tell Hollis that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> She'd so, be like, well, oh, I did it so wait, cool. Do you know what you're doing? <laughs> yeah. It's, kinda... it's still the, to randomize it, it's still the use magic device. But oh, okay. okay. Cool. You lean over this focus, speak the words of power that Masika told you. Go ahead and roll me a percentile. Fun. Eight. Going for those high numbers, I see. Hmm. You focus and this pool ripples. And from here, you can see into a chamber with a clay lamp on a wooden table. Against the wall, you can see weapon racks, armor racks, <laughs> rusted things. You've been to this room. Oh, yeah. oh we just saw the, the storage room. I saw a closet, that's, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, as fun as this is, we should probably go get rid of the ghost lady. I guess Paul's so. like, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Does the door to this room lock by any chance? Uh, no, none of these doors have locked. No, oh, okay. We I mean, they're just two stone it. slabs, basically, that you could probably bar, but that'd be about it. I was just figuring if I could lock the door, it'd be nice. When we rest in here later, Hollis will spend some time just randomly looking at rooms. <laughs> like sure. flipping through the TV channel, you know? <laughs> Goodness. So I guess you guys are heading back out? Uh, I yes, I guess. So. It, what are we doing? Going after the, the, the ghost, ghost yeah. now? So we... Yeah. Okay. So you turn to leave, probably giving somewhat of a white birth to the giant scorch mark from where Rathos fell. Begin to make your way off. Strangely, well, not even necessarily strangely, but far more cognizant of this sensation that these faceless depictions of the Sphinx are almost watching you. Mm. This disconcerting sensation. You turn, make your way to head deeper into the Sphinx. And we'll pick it up here next time. Woohoo! Um, wow, what an episode. Holy that was cool. Oh, that was, uh, <laughs> Good yeah, grief. <laughs> wow. Turns out the thing has stone fist and it's like a stone fist. 
Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Mummy's Mask is copyrighted 2014. Mummy's Mask and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.